Hey guys, welcome back to the Sonic Collective uh, for the month of December. This is Alan here with Scott Gregory. Hello. And Scott Coates. Hello. And Darren Scott cannot join us uh, on this call, but stay tuned right after. Uh, I'm sure he's got something to say. And of course, we are reviewing the album Some Great Rewards by Depeche Mode this month. So, yeah, let's dive right in, guys. Uh, Scott Gregory, why don't you go first? Tell us, tell us what you thought of this album. So, uh, Scott and I were talking about this a little bit before. This will be a little bit of a retread uh, for him. But uh, historically, I love Depeche Mode. When I uh, grew up in Cold Lake, I, I told Scott it was a, an Aerosmith town, not really a Depeche Mode town. So didn't get a lot of British industrial, British electronica. You know, there were some Pet Shop Boys on the radio, but I think that was about it. When I moved to, to Calgary and I uh, hit this place called The Warehouse where they had the British industrial nights on Saturdays, uh, it was ridiculous. I'd never heard anything like it before. Uh, the Cure were in there quite a bit, they, like on the on the music, not in the actual place. But uh, Depeche Mode figured very heavily there too. At that point, Violator had already come out and uh, was really big. So going back through the albums, I was super excited, uh, really into it. Going back 20 years later, it hasn't aged very well for me. And I thought maybe if I watched the videos, I would get a little bit nostalgic over it too. The videos have not aged well for me either. <laughs> they, they're a little bit more homoerotic than I remembered in the, uh, the 80s. And uh, yeah, there was some standout songs for me that, uh, that I still liked on this. But overall, I'm not too sure. I'm kind of going to pass this over to Scott C. And get some of his feelings before uh, I, I muddy the waters on some of my favorites. Yeah, I, I feel a bit bad, uh, Alan, because I really, every month, I want to like each album. And I guess just the reality of, you know, four people picking albums and, and being a bit risky that sometimes you're not going to like the album. And then I also feel like, oh, I hope Alan's not upset with me that I don't like his <laughs> album. The reality is I started... I was heavily into music my whole life, and my first job was at Lloyd's Recreation, the roller rink in Calgary, and I worked my way up to DJ, and I distinctly remember we would get 12-inch singles of Depeche Mode, and, you know, Just Can't Get Enough was one of them, and I was like, yeah, this is all right, and Personal Jesus came out, and I was also, yeah, this is all right, but even at that age, like when I was 15 or 16 and I listened to anything else by Depeche Mode, I just didn't like it. It just didn't sync with me, and I like... Lots of bands that, you know, Pet Shop Boys don't mind them. Not, they're not a, a, a band of much depth, but like, the point is this kind of genre, there's lots of stuff I like, but even from a young age to now, I just don't like Depeche Mode. And I hadn't listened to them for many, many years, never listened to a whole album. So I was like, wow, oh, you know, maybe this is a good time. Like, maybe I will like them. And I've got to say, I struggled through this only two times. And I don't like Depeche Mode. I don't like anything about their sound, the singing. I, I didn't. I hate to say it. I didn't like one song on this album. I know Master and Servant is a big hit. I, I just like, for me, it was like nails on chalkboard. And I kind of, a comparison to this in a different genre, as I mentioned to Scott, is I love Rage Against the Machine. I like rap. I like hard rock. 
always hated Linkin Park for something about that sound. And I think Depeche Mode in this genre is that sound to me. It just, man, I don't know what it is. I just can't get get into it. I'm sorry. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Well, I'm not going to take any offense to it if you uh, you like it or not. I think that's kind of the strength of, of bringing four different guys together to discuss different picks every month is we all come to it yeah. with our, uh, we all approach it with our own different individual perspectives. Yeah. Um, so I certainly respect yours. Uh, for my part, I actually didn't mind it. I had never really delved too deeply into Depeche Mode before. I had heard a couple of random singles here and there, and their career spanned uh, quite a number of years. So I, I assume that their sound kind of changed and evolved over time. Yeah. But uh, this album being from 1984, it's certainly, um, to kind of echo what Scott Gregory had said, uh, it didn't age well. You can definitely tell it's from the early 80s. Um, the sound of the synthesizers for sure gave it away. It seemed a little bit rudimentary to me, I guess. Um, kind of like what you can accomplish now in GarageBand with some of the filters or whatever. Exactly, right? And I, I'm a big fan of, like, even now, I'll listen Alan Wilder, who ex-member of Depeche Mode. He does Recoil. I've mentioned them a couple times in the past. And if you listen to Ultra, one of Depeche Mode's later ones or any of his work, in recoil, you can see a much more advanced, nuanced kind of feel to, to the synth work inside of those. Yeah, and I think this album certainly lacked some of that nuance, I think. Um, that being said, I did enjoy the industrial feel. I've always kind of been a fan of industrial, and I can see why this album was kind of a big hit for the, the goth scene early on, because mm. lyrically it's sort of dark. They use a lot of uh, minor chords, and it's sort of a, it's really bassy and droning at times. So it, it kind of does have almost like a foreboding vibe to it. Uh, kind of a downer feel, I suppose. Um, you know, there were a few songs that I really actually enjoyed. I thought uh, People Are People was good. That was kind yep. of the, the big single off of that one. Um, Blasphemous Rumors, I don't know if you know the backstory to that one or not, but... Uh, basically about a 16-year-old girl who tries to commit suicide and fails. And so she lives, turns her life around, finds God, and then gets hit by a car when she turns 18 or whatever and then dies. And it's kind of... <laughs> he's talking about the irony of that. So, um, you know, it makes sense why the goth kids would be, like, all over this album. Well, and two, two of my um, favorite songs are on here, right? Like, I... I do like Master and, and Servant. I like Blasphemous Rumors, but Somebody is probably one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, ironically enough, my favorite version of it is not the Depeche Mode <laughs> version where Alan Wilder is playing the uh, the piano. Veruca Salt covers the, the song on uh, For the People, an album of just pure Depeche Mode covers, and it, it's ridiculous. Uh, how good that song is when it's updated, but even the original is super great. So right. I'd say it's probably the only song I'd say I like more by Depeche Mode would be potentially It's No Good uh, off of one of their much later albums, right? But for how early they, right, which, they had this one, gives this like uh, a handicap if you want to use like a golfing term, right? this one might be even better because they're just so young when they make it. Right. Yeah, I don't know where this kind of falls 
into their uh, discography from like start to finish or whatever their their earlier albums. But uh, I, like I, like, I think they had a, a few. Was it okay? Yeah, I knew it wasn't their first, so I figured they would have had some time to kind of perfect the art. And you can tell they're still really young in their uh, their musical journey yeah. on this one. But uh, you know, I for what it's worth, I enjoyed some great reward. I probably won't listen to it too much you know, moving forward, but there were still a, a few good songs, Master and Servant, uh, People Are People, Blasphemous Rumors. Scott, uh, Scott Coates, is there anything positive you can, you can say about this album? Just say one nice um, thing. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm really sorry because, you know, I, I know that this is a highly regarded band, and actually I wouldn't, like, tell someone don't listen to Pesh Mode because I know as, as far as in the, the kind of scope of, of industrial and electronic music and whatnot, they're... They played a big role. Um, yeah, it's a tough one for me, man. I, it, it's literally one of the few bands I think I've encountered over my my life that just doesn't jive. And and I, I don't think I would listen to it again. It just, just to me, it just doesn't. It's like trying to put a square in a circle, right? It just doesn't work. But, um, yeah, what made you pick this album? Like, you sound like you're not a Depeche Mode fan. So what made you go to Depeche Mode? Um, well, we had never really done anything from Depeche Mode so that was I, I was genuinely torn between this or Celine Dion <laughs> and, <laughs> so I don't know which one would have sounded more like Nails on the Chalkboard for you but I, I happen to like I like Celine Dion see um, now in, in context you have something positive to say about this album there you go at least it's go. not Compared Celine Dion, Celine Dion. <laughs> All right, and I'll know to maybe avoid Celine Dion going forward. Well, and for you. just to put this, you know, to, to put it into to context, I love Depeche Mode. If I'm down on this album, it's in relation to other Depeche Mode albums, right? Like, like this is obviously they're young. They're just starting to, to really get into it. Uh, I'm judging them against themselves in the future when I, I give this right. album a little bit of a knock here. Mm. Yeah, and you know, I mean, sorry, not to be negative. Like, it's just my personal feeling. I think it's, I think if you want to understand uh, electronic music and industrial music and the progression of it from the eight onward, you absolutely have to listen to some Depeche Mode. And I'd never listened to one of their entire albums, so really glad I listened to it. And and again, Definitely. I think if if you want to understand how electronic music evolved, you've got to got to listen to some Depeche Mode in there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and then some, drive with and that's, that was to answer your earlier question. That was pretty much why I, I chose to go with this one. Ultimately, was because, you know, being a fan of industrial and you know I, I'm a big fan of Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I'm assuming that there's some debt owed to Depeche Mode and oh, and yeah. even bands before them, right? KMFDM helping establish that sound right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, and Depeche Mode kind of helped make that more mainstream. I don't know that KMFDM is as accessible as Depeche Mode. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but still, like, definitely there's, uh, that's a trend that, that I think we're kind of picking out uh, <clears throat> month after month when we come up with a new album oh. to review. Is like, you know, this influence, future, that, and, and so on and so forth. So we're kind of drawing some lineage, heritage. Yeah, yeah. you know, two and, bands uh, I like that I can see in a way probably wouldn't be without Depeche Mode it would be Crystal Method and the Chemical Brothers like I like Absolutely. a lot of their albums and yeah. you wouldn't have them without a band like Depeche Mode right? Totally and, and uh, you know if you if you aren't down on it at a personal level that's totally okay 
Mm. The one other thing that is interesting about it is how albums age, right? Like, not yeah. a Depeche Mode expert, but you can listen to some albums from the 80s today that you're like, oh, that it totally still fits in. But I think Scott was right in that this one didn't really age well. Like, the, just the dynamics of the equipment and the sounds they're using, you're like, oh, this does sound old. Like, I could kind of imagine it as the soundtrack to, like, an old Michael Mann film or something like it, it it really screams the time period, the 80s to me. For sure. Yeah. And even and I was watching the concert footage of them uh, playing this, and it's just really, you know, the the three of them in the back uh, in a line across with the synths and and Gahan's out front and, uh, and singing but not doing a lot. And it, it, they're just so young and, and obviously still new, despite it being, uh, I think it's their third album. It's, you know, they're, they're a couple albums in, but they, it just feels still a little awkward compared to where they eventually wind up. I watched another concert of them from like 1990 and they're, you know, obviously the playlist is different. Their confidence and style and everything like that is completely right. different. I would, well, I was about to get into <laughs> to rec- the, the recommendation side of it, but but uh, yeah, I think there's better introductory albums for Depeche Mode out there. Sure. Cool. Is that um, a segue all right, into? So. Yeah. <laughs> I think that so, might uh, be it. <laughs> Thanks for taking us down a, a right. new road. Uh, yeah. Alan, like we've never been on this road, as you mentioned. And yeah, these are, all, I'm always interested to hear what people think. And my pick a couple rotations ago, no one liked, I was surprised. So it's neat. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you picked it. I won't be listening to it again, but you've pushed my boundaries again. So thank you for that. If you had to quantify it into Great. a number yeah, though, to keep, uh, keep our scoring system sacred. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you okay. use, this, uh, use this kind of language before, so I'm curious how yeah. that translates numerically. I'll have to give it like overall a two. Oh. Its tastes. This is a tough one because it did it influence my taste. Do I now realize it influenced? Like it didn't influence my taste at the time. I mentioned that I liked the Crystal Method and uh, Chemical Brothers. So now do I realize kind of after the fact that this music influenced something I like? Yes. So I'll give it a three and a half. Um, Would I recommend? Yeah, I'd recommend it. I'll give it a four on that just because, again, like if you want to understand this kind of music and its progression uh, from the 80s, you got to listen to something by Depeche Mode. So, yeah. Definitely. Scott, what about you? Uh, I'd probably go with a, a strong three, three and a half. Definitely Depeche Mode as a band really influenced my uh, my tastes. This album in particular, maybe not. I mean, obviously, it's got Master and Servant, somebody uh, on there. People are people. So those are big ones for me. And surprisingly, Lie to Me was a really kind of slow groove, happy find that I had forgotten about. Would I recommend it? Not as a first take on Depeche Mode. I would either go with Violator or Ultra if you wanted to to go later, depending on if you wanted uh, Wilder in the band or not, who was my favorite member of the group. Um, but if you like Depeche Mode, and like Scott said, if you want to get a real feel for the start uh, of uh, a really darker side of the synth world in the 80s, then you have to go back and you have to listen to Depeche Mode. Cool. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it uh, probably a three and a half overall. I enjoyed it, uh, but then again, it, it kind of showed its age. I would for sure recommend it to anyone who's a fan of industrial music or you know, bands like the Crystal Method. Um, so that's a four for me and uh, influenced my taste. Again, it's tough. It, they influence the guys who influenced me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, uh, let's, let's go with a three. Let's, uh, I'll be generous and give them a three. Um, you know, ultimately, I, I enjoyed it reasonably well. You know, I got through more than two listens, which, you know, in, in some of our picks is tough to do. So I can definitely relate to that. Um, so yeah, that's hey it. There, the hi us, there, hi there, ho there. It is Darren Scott here. I'm sorry I missed a recording with the guys, but uh, actually I was supposed to, and literally minutes before I was supposed to record, I got a call from a friend that said, I am stuck, my car broke down, my tire fell off. And at the time, a few days ago, I was in Calgary, it was minus 30 Celsius. To our American friends, don't even do that conversion. Uh, it's just not good. Um, really cold, so I had to go help a friend there as quick as I could. But anyway, uh, I am actually now uh, recording live to you from Seattle, Washington, USA. I'm about 900 meters from the closest legal cannabis dispensary, Mary Jane's. And I got to say, I, I got to agree with the guys in that. I think even being that close to dispensary can't help this album. I, I, I also don't think it, it aged really well. Uh, it just didn't really click for me. Um, I'll back it up a little bit here. Um, and I, I heard some stuff earlier too. I, I, I want to correct the guys. I think they weren't sure what album this was. This was actually the Depeche Mode's fourth album. Um, I, I always mention this. I don't know why. I think maybe just to qualify, but uh, a bit older than the guys. I am 48. So when this album came out, I was in my early teens. And uh, I remember, I do remember Depeche Mode well back then. I liked their hits kind of back at the time. You know, can I say I really bought uh, the albums? I didn't, but I liked, uh, just can't get enough from, uh, I think, the first album, Speak and Spell and See You, uh, A Broken Frame was another album uh, that they had that See You song from. Um, and then when this came out, you know, people are people. I remember watching the video on Much Music in Canada and, and liked it. But again, I didn't buy the album at the time. So I was actually interested to, that Alan picked this. I'm like, oh, I really like Depeche Mode. But the Depeche Mode I liked was very much Violator. To me, that was like their, just, just such a good album. I bought that. I owned it. I listened to it all the time. I still really like it. I know Scott Coates uh, is not a Depeche Mode fan. I guess I would encourage you, Scott, to uh, give that give that a try. Like, uh, try Violator. It's, it is a good album, but I mean, to each their own, right? But that being said, not, not too dissimilar from Scott Gregory, I actually was a Depeche Mode fan. But on the flip side, I got to say, uh, I mentioned I don't like slow music. I think even a lot... Uh, than a lower tempo music more than anything you know what I don't like I'm not a big fan of the emo movement and uh that that word never came up during the other guy's review uh, that I just listened to but I gotta say I found a lot of uh this album some great reward way too emo for me it's just like I think Alan actually alluded to it a little bit but that that was the word I would use it was just too much over the top too like oh god um <clears throat> I remember being in, uh, I can't remember, I guess junior high at the time when this album came out and, and following albums, and there's this girl, Sarah Rashid, who was actually the first cousin of David Rashid, who was uh, one, the founder of Haywire, the pride of PEI, uh, a Canadian pop band in the early 80s. Anyway, she was big into this kind of music, and I remember thinking she was super cute, super hot, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't get into the music. 
um, at the time like that. She was very industrial, very emo. Uh, the industrial she listened to was a, another great Canadian band uh, called Skinny Puppy. Um, they came out in 82 and kind of contemporaries, really, I guess, of Depeche Mode uh, Canadian. But uh, Skinny Puppy was actually also credited with influencing a lot of this industrial music, like Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails very much gives a lot of credit to this Vancouver band, Skinny Puppy. Um, anyway, back to, back to it. I mean, there was songs I like. I do like People Are People. I definitely like that tune. I actually like Lie to Me. Nobody really listened to that. I didn't mind it. Uh, Blasphemous Rumors. I don't, it just kind of, it was more maybe an earworm thing, but I didn't mind that song. And, and I see why Master and Servant was popular, but uh, like a lot of the other guys, I just actually didn't feel that this stood up over time. Uh, it was very much trapped in the 80s for me. I could just picture it on just some of those cheesy 80s movies that came out at the time. So, um, you know, good album. And I think, you know, purists and Depeche Mode fans obviously will disagree with me. And I'm not saying this is bad music and it doesn't, I guess, stand up for them. But I think just for an average listener like me, it just just didn't carry, just didn't come through <laughs> uh, uh, for me. Um, you know, uh, Alan mentioned too that it was, you know, they were pretty young at this time and still developing their sound. I think so too. I, you know, again, for me, I felt, I felt their sound really came to fruition in Violator, even though, um, geez, I'm forgetting, but the album before Violator was really actually their big push, uh, where they started, uh, getting world fame. And then I think when they released Violator, that was it, put them over the top. Then they were this massive, massive beast of a band. Definitely. Uh, a band you want to listen to if you care about industrial music at all or even how that uh, synthesizers really came along, you know, going back from when Alan picked uh, Kraftwerk. Uh, that was a great uh, introduction to synth. It, they, they had taken synth to kind of a new level and really kind of made it mainstream, but at the same time did that sound, you know, that industrial sound, like people are people when you, you can literally just picture them banging on pipes and the samples they used. I think that was really some of the first times you'd really heard that kind of sound, which is now just common industrial music. It's the base of industrial music, a lot of it. Um, so I, I do appreciate that. I appreciate what they did and, uh, and again, like some of their later stuff, but again, this, this particular album just did not stand up. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if I can add too much to the guys. I, I don't think I'm as, uh, you know, skewed to the uh, not liking as much as Scott Coates. I am a, Dep a Depeche Mode fan, uh, but maybe not as far as Alan. But um, I'm kind of in the middle there. You know, overall, you know, I, I really didn't like this album that much except for the hits. You know, I, the guys were coming in, there's a two, 3.5s in there. I think, you know, I'll... I'll you know, I think I'm a 2.5 overall. I just don't think the album stood up. And then I think two of that is for like people are people. Uh, and the other, there's a few good other songs. You know, I, I get how they influenced others, but I think this album didn't really influence me. I would, you know, Violator to me would be like a four or maybe a five. That's so I'm going to give this a three, but I respect how great they were and where they were going. Um, I, I, I would recommend listening to it like the other guys. I'll give it a 3.5 there. I think uh, that. It is an album that, especially if you're trying to learn the genre and you're going backwards and maybe you've discovered some later stuff or some contemporaries. Like I really like KMFDM and uh, some of the Chemical Brothers and some of the other bands that were mentioned here as well. Um, Skinny Puppy, that's pretty intense too. But um, that's, that's something that you should definitely go back and listen to. It's definitely worth listening to them. Um, I, you know, I think that's going to do it for me. I think... Uh, 
definitely worth a listen. Uh, interesting listen this month, and you know we went back in time to the '80s, which is my jam. But you know, I think I, I left the '80s for a reason, and. Uh, some stuff I took away from it and some I think can just stay back there. And I think I'll leave this album back there. I think people or people might be on a play playlist now and then. But that's about it for me. Anyway, this is uh, Darren Scott signing off from Seattle, Washington. And uh, again, listen to this review and full reviews and more details on our website at thesonicollective.com. And have a good day. <laughs>